most of our families are in gangs and I've seen full-grown gangsters crying. They're just in tears at everything that is happening. It's actually healing, that's what it is. And um, what they're seeing is their little daughter patting the horse or um, looking at the duckling and just having that kind of an experience. And even with the dads, you know, patting a horse for them, it's an emotional time for them to kind of reconnect back to who they are. This is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Kia ora, my name is Andy Dixon. Welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations. If you've been listening for a while now, you will have heard a number of kōrero talking about the criminal justice system and basically talking about the fact that I think that the system is majorly flawed. On our very first episode, Kerry Ewing had this to say about our justice system. The moment you place 60 men that have similar challenges, backgrounds, antisocial behaviours, poor experiences of family, high abuse rates, low education rates, low employment, low health outcomes, and you confine them together uh, for significant amounts of time and then have an expectation that they will leave that environment better, the basic logical premise of that defeats me. And for me, that pretty much sums it up. Fortunately, within this broken system, there are amazing organisations with great people doing incredible mahi to get alongside Tane and Wahine to help them help themselves, despite all that is stacked against them. One of those organisations is Prison Fellowship Aotearoa, aka He Kurowai Whakapono, and one of those great people is our guest today, Lady Ranapiri Kupa. Lady oversees people and programs that really get alongside families of people who have experienced prison to help to break the generational cycle of imprisonment. We talk about the tamariki and whānau, about mana, dignity, shame, restoration and seeing people as people. This is a captivating kōrero, so without further ado, this is episode 24 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Lady Ranapiri Kupa. I'm here today with Lady Ranapiri Kupa. Kia ora, Lady. Kia ora. And just to uh, get our listeners knowing a little bit about you, Nohia Kwe. Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, tēnā koutou katoa ko Lady Tōku Ingoa, um, uri o ngā iwi o rongo mai wahine, tainui te arua tūwhare toa Ngāti Parau Ngāti Kahungunu, te ati haunui a pāparangi me te opauri. Mauriora e ngā iwi o ngā hauewha, e ngā iwi o te motu tihei mauriora. Kia ora everybody, I'm Lady Ranapiri Kupa and um, I connect to 10 iwi and I guess my ones that give me my place, um, the ones I'm connected to the deepest is Rongo Mai Wahine through my dad and uh, that's in Mahia and the other one is uh, Ngāti Kahungunu in Hastings which is uh, my mum's uh, main I guess iwi. Um, I'm one of ten, so I've got seven sisters, two brothers, I'm married, uh, tall, dark and handsome Samoan, 
Um, so people also know me as Lady Tale Pa as well. And uh, we've got four sons who are 9, 11, 12, 17. Um, That'll keep you busy on its own, won't it? Yeah. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very full life and a very full yep. cup. And, um, you know, I've been, I'm privileged and I'm blessed to do the things that I do. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm very aware of my call and what's on my life and um, stepping into that with everything. Yeah, cool. I didn't know you were um, Ngāti Kahunganu, but I'm from Hastings as well. So there we go. Oh, there you go. Sir. Yeah. Um, you you work for He Korowai Whakapono. Uh, do you want to yep. just let us know what the organisation is and, and what what's the purpose of it? What's the yeah. kaupapa? Uh, we've just changed our name as well to Prison Fellowship Aotearoa and we trade as So we were birthed out of a um, almost 40-year ministry under Prison Fellowship New Zealand, which um, was closed by its board in 2018. And um, staff at the time reformed a new organisation, And that name translated means a cloak of faith and it was gifted to us through Matuakim Workman who was a former National Director of Prison Fellowship New Zealand back in the day and, uh, you know, a great mentor and uh, leader for me, for us. Um, and it was also the name of the faith-based unit at Rimataka Men's Prison. Um, and it's something, that name is really uh, near and dear to us. Um, we operate now under Prison Fellowship Aotearoa, which is... Um, Beautiful as well. And our whole whole of the vision is to break the intergenerational cycle of imprisonment. So um, that's what we're about. And it's bringing, doing it through uh, transformational love of Jesus and um, fully committed to the people that we're serving and uh, the partnerships that we form around that, especially with our churches um, and through the different um, programs that we offer. So for me personally, it's always about transformation of the other. And I fully believe in the lived experience of someone else. So I believe that we um, we can't take people where we haven't been. And with our programs, our programs are co-created with people who've been to prison or people with experience of prison. Um, and they're all about restoring mm. someone's mother. So bringing the dignity back to that person yeah. is um, how we like to approach and view the things that we do. And if we need to, we would adjust um, along the way. Yeah, yeah and I think, um, you know, what I've learned is um, Māori, it's not my role as Māori is not to educate non-Māori. So if you want to educate um, an Irish person on Māori tanga, you send an Irish person in to educate that person. And part of that is because we heal culturally, which is with our programs, that's mm. what we've co-created, because the number of Māori and prisoners over the black was huge. Yeah. So our um, programs are designed, but not only with Māori in mind, but because that is Māori are the ones who are um, buying angel tree, or not buying, yeah. but um, accepting and yeah. uh, receiving angel tree. So our programs are designed with that. And also, I think with us in Aotearoa, New Zealand, um, when we get it right for Māori, we get it right for everyone. So um, that's where we start, not yeah. send Māori in to educate non-Māori yeah. on culture. So yeah. um, we culturally, and that's that's 
how that's everything for me. Yeah. That's trans, you know, and I've seen lots of um, you know awesome stories and um, transformational type healing within families and cycles being broken. Mm. So um, I truly believe in what we do. I uh, yeah. truly believe in the people that we're called to serve, and um, you know we take responsibility for supporting them to take the next step, whatever that might look like. And um, we we just know and recognise that Jesus isn't. isn't all of that. Mm. No, that's awesome. Uh, it's interesting. A few of my guests have have talked about, in whatever situation they're in, doing it with the people who are there, um, and not coming in as some sort of savior. And I hear you saying the same sort of thing. That actually, this isn't about riding in and saving someone. It's about figuring out how do we make this change together. Yeah. Which is such a beautiful way of doing it. Took the words right out of my mouth. I think in our. Um, journey as um, believers that we take that responsibility on when it's not it's not for us so we're not the rescuer mm. obviously you know Jesus is the hero and um, also with the families they don't want to be rescued they don't want us to rescue them they want us to love them and yeah. just um, bring them alongside rather than pull them out of something that we think that they're in when they're actually not in in something yeah. they've already got um, you know, love and support around them. And we come in to show love and support, like we're Jesus' hands and feet with that kind of a, a thing. Yeah, and that that's important too because, like you say, they've already got some of that support and yet yeah. you could easily make a whole lot of assumptions about what those people are like. Yeah. And yet, actually, they're not those people. Yeah. You know, they're people. Bang on. And, and treating them with mana and dignity. Um, yeah, I, I love that. That's beautiful. Um, how did you get passionate about it? Where did it start for you? Um, hmm, where did it start? When I first came to prison fellowship, so what are we now? Six years ago I was um, PA for my pastor at Elam. And um, one of the national managers for prison fellowship was part of the church. And she advertised a role and um, gave it to me to put through the our uh, church. Can you advertise this? Was it? Yeah. yeah right. So um, I read it and I thought, what a cool role that might be for someone. So then I advertised it and then I thought, I, I could do that. And I think at that time in my life, I was ready for something a bit bigger and more community, like more outside yeah. of the walls of church. And so I applied for it, got the job and been there ever since. Um, and I think the passion I have today is not what I had back then. And um, the commitment, all of it has increased like mm. a lot. And, um, you know, God has been working on me and the call on my life as well throughout the whole thing. But um, I, you know, I also had my own um, encounter with God around what that call was, which is to return his people back to the kingdom. So for me, that um, means my people, as in Māori, and not limited to, but that's what it was saying to me. And he showed me a very clear picture of what that looks like, which is still in my mind now. And um, one of the reasons why I just have not stepped away from the things that we're doing, despite all the barriers and all the blocks along the way and the stones along the path, all of that, um, because there's been many of those. But um, I'm you know, staunchly committed to what I do. In, in terms of this ministry, in terms of prison fellowship and mm. the families that we serve and reach, so um, right now there's kind of there's no other, like there's no turning back. Like I would not 
um, walk away from the call or walk away from the people that um, have come into my life through the ministry. What's your specific role within the organisation? I'm Executive Director, Prison Fellowship Aotearoa. So um, I report to a board and I oversee everything. Yeah. So I'm also I'm very involved as well, so I'm quite... My preference is I'm very operational anyway, yep. and so I'm connected to the families. And, um, you know, I attend the camps as well, so kids' camp, family camp, couples' retreats, angel tree, I'm delivering presents and so on. And also, for anyone in our team, like, it's an expectation. Like, we're going to be serving the families mm. frontline. So it doesn't matter which role you have, whether you're um, executive director or volunteer. Like, we're... We're one team and we're, we're going. You started mentioning some of the specific programs there that that uh, Prison Fellowship Aotearoa run. Do you want to yeah. just talk through some of what some of those things are? Because like, you're trying to break this generational cycle. How mm-hmm. do you actually go about doing that? What are the, the things that you guys do as an organisation to, to try and break that cycle? Yeah. Um, number one, I think underneath all of that, well, I believe, um, is that word, believe. So we believe in other people. And um, someone has to because no one has, which is partly why they're there in the place that they're at and where we meet them. So um, for the families, a lot of them have not had that ever. So no one has ever believed in them, they feel, and they tell us. And so um, they have a very narrow view of what life is going to be like for them. Mm. And that view is a pipeline straight to prison. That's all it is. So um, when we come in and we're showing this love that we have for them and for their family, especially their children, um, they've never experienced that before, especially from you know a bunch of strangers at first. So in, in terms of the programs, it's all about building trust, connection and relationship. And I think for pe- people in general, that is a huge thing on its own Um, and for people that we're called to serve so people with this experience of prison um, it is huge and it's everything for them so our programs start with Angel Tree so Angel Tree Aotearoa is a national run program where we get presents or gifts for children that have parents in prison or are parent in prison and over the years I guess over the last up until 2019 um, Angel Tree was run a specific way until last year where we streamlined that whole process. So in the past, we'd get a present for a child and a volunteer would drop it off. And it's usually the volunteers from the same church that purchased it usually. Um, and over 100 churches participate in the program. So members in churches can take a name off a tree, um, purchase a present for that child, pray for them, um, and then go and deliver that present if they chose to and if they could. Um, but that was not, that was like a rescue instead mm. of a mana enhancing way for the family to maintain their own mana and dignity. So we streamlined it last year um, to a point where we uh, purchase vouchers through church members. So someone in church can donate some money to um, go towards purchasing a voucher. And then we use a courier to send that voucher out. And I know on paper, and um, I've had feedback from a lot of people around that process, things like um, a voucher is an easy 
gift or a voucher could be used for someone else's present or um, and also there's no uh, what do you call it um, some of the feedback does not consider the amount of resource needed to get that thing to that person yeah. but the changes were made for two reasons one is maintaining the money and dignity of the person that was living and the other one is um, uh, we're, we're in a new world it's called COVID-19 yeah. and um, if we were in a level four and still doing Angel Tree the way that we've done it up until 2018, we would not be able to accomplish what we're trying to do. So these measures were put in place really with that and with those mm. two main in mind. And also I've mentioned that we co-create. So we sought feedback from the families, like what is it that we could do to support you right now in terms of Angel Tree? And um, this way is the way that we've agreed to do it with them. Yeah, cool. And um, from the admin operational part, everything is much simpler. It's a very streamlined process for us in that regard. And in terms of our partnership with, um, we partner with people and also Department of Corrections to roll out this program. And um, that was a massive win for them mm. to know that we're not in their eyes sending volunteers into places that could be unsafe for them and um, also another thing that they were thinking about is uh, do our volunteers go in to evangelize and convert people which no they don't they just go to deliver presents and love on the people but that was has was and has been a concern of these for many years so they were so I think thrilled would probably be the word to know that we we want to change, we're adapting because of this world that we're in, and at the same time we're enhancing the mana of someone else. And so um, that's Angel Tree Aotearoa, and that's our mm. first usual, usually that's our first contact with any of the families. And from there, if you're in Wellington, we've got a um, Cake It Forward. We're partnered with Cake It Forward who um, – they make customised cakes for the children and then we, our volunteers deliver them on their birthday. And for many of these kids, you know, that present that they get or the voucher that they get, um, they wouldn't normally, they wouldn't normally get mm -hmm. that. And also with the cake, they wouldn't normally uh, receive a customised cake, themed cake. So um, we've been partnering with Kick It Forward for um, over three years, might be mm. four. And um, it's a beautiful partnership. Uh, they're very generous and very caring, and they offer other things for families in the Wellington area. Um, but that's the first point of call for any child. It's cool, um, as well as this podcast, Bex and I have got a, a sprinkles business, cake sprinkles business we run from here, and, and Cake It Forward, from, Bridget from there, is actually one of our customers. Um, so we were oh, ch chatting to her about this last week, which was really cool. Um, but it, yeah, just... Just want to talk with that, that amazing business yeah. um, who just do so much generous stuff to to help people. Um, so, yeah. yeah, check them out as well. Um, but, yeah, sorry, I interrupted. That, so that's kind of your, your first port of call is this, is getting in to love these families via their kids. Um, yeah, and it's through the Angel Tree program. So the, I think one point that um, some people miss is it's not actually about the present. Mm -hmm. It's not about whether that's a gift card or whether that's a toy or a Nerf gun, whatever it is, it's it's never been about the present. It's about the card and 
not the card, but the message in the yeah. card. The message in the card comes from the parent who's in pre- prison, and it can be as simple as um, "love you, babe," or as mm. deep as um, I've read some, and they're like, "It's not your fault," mm. and "look after your mother," uh, "do well at school." It's those kinds of things, and and longer, and deeper, and meaningful. Mm. So it's the message that matters the most to that child yeah, because it's cool. that that keeps to the person who's gone so I always loved when I was because I've, I've been a volunteer delivering these presents in the past and I always loved that whatever the parent wrote that gets typed up exactly as they wrote it spelling mistakes and everything yeah um, because it's not about polishing it all up to make it perfect it's about hey this is mum or this is dad yeah who's, who's written you this card yeah um, and and I think like when I explained to the church I was at at the time you know, this is what this is about is actually about helping foster connection between the the parent who's incarcerated and the kid. This is not about us, you know, and, and people, I think they, they thought about it in a way they hadn't really thought about it before of going, oh man, imagine if like that was my kid and they didn't have access to me because I was locked up, you know, and what would that be like for them? Um, and so, yeah, pe- when people hear that, I find they just, they want to be generous. And I love yeah. that you've found a way that works for the families as well in, in a COVID-19 world um, mm. where it's it's not just a handout, you know, it's a yeah. it's something that you're partnering with them, but still allowing people to be generous um, to yeah. to be able to fulfill that. So, um, no, that sounds like some, some great changes there. Mm. And if we had corrected the card, so if, if the message is, um, uh, if, if I received a message, let's, let's make me the, the child. So if I received a message saying, um, hey, lady, um, dad loves you, look after mum, babe. And if I got, you know, saying that out loud sounds reasonable, but my dad doesn't call me lady. My dad calls me laid, and so we spell it that way, L-A-Y-D. So if I'm going to, as an administrator, correct the spelling, how am I, as a child, meant to know that came from him? I wouldn't know because he never calls me lady. Um, he always calls me laid, and he never calls me babe either. You know, So um, those messages, they stay as they are, so we don't change anything. Uh, sometimes the parents, they will forget to even write something on, so we might put Merry Christmas and that's it. We don't put any love you babe or anything like that. It's just straight, well, it's actually Merikirihimese. So we um, we um, pop that on for anyone that's missing a message. And, um, yeah, after, anyway, after um, Angel Tree and the birthday cakes, children are invited to camp with us. So we run kids' camps um, alongside partners, um, and in Wellington, the partner is our rancho, and we've done it with a few partners in the past, even, um, what's it called, Christian Bible Ministries, Camp Raglan, and um, Taitamu Trust is another one. We've got a few, but the camps are amazing. They're so good, and um, I think one thing that they focus on, it's not just Jesus, not just Jesus. So it's leadership, it's uh, confidence, it's all of this other stuff that gets weaved into the camps. Um, we also host a family camp, and those are beautiful. So we take a family away for a weekend, fully catered weekend, and um, part of it is some some of the parents have asked for budgeting advice or communication 
skills, so we weave that into the weekend. So while mum and dad are doing that, the children are learning how to bake or they're learning about stories of their ancestors or anything really. And also they're preparing a picnic. So they prepare a picnic. We take them to Staglands, which is um, here in the hut. And um, at Staglands, it's, it's like a farm animal zoo. And it's a beautiful um, environment. It's in, right in the sticks out that way. And I've seen um, most of our clientele, most of our families are um, in gangs. And I've seen full-grown gangsters crying. They're just in tears at the the whole, everything that is happening. It's actually healing, that's what it is. And um, what they're seeing is um, their little daughter patting the horse or um, looking at the duckling and just having that kind of an experience. And even with the dads, you know, patting a horse for them, it, it's an emotional time for them to kind of reconnect back to who they are and who they who they truly are. So... Um, it's a it's a neat weekend that one, and in the end, we that evening we also have a um, what's it called? Who's got talent? One of those a oh, talent yeah. quest. Yeah. And then the families get up; they can do whatever you want. You can do a handstand, you can tell a joke, do a dance, anything. And then the families vote on who's going to win. And um, it's a really cool weekend. And then the last day, where we're staying, also has church there, so. Um, the whole family is invited to come. Let's go to church today. We'll go to church and then we'll end with a, a lunch. So there's no pressure for families to come along. And most of them do come because, the, one, they're curious. And, two, they already love Jesus. So I think sometimes we forget that people are on their own faith journey already. So coming to church or being invited to church, invited to church is not like a new concept for them. They've seen it before, done it before, and they're just coming along with us, their, their new friends. Uh, and we have a carnival at the end of the year. So it's a Christmas carnival. Um, and churches have hosted that in the past. Marae have hosted that in the past. And um, if it's on Marae, you get the full Marae experience. So um, it's a formal welcome, pōwhiri, haruru. So um, going around and hungi or greet the other person there. And lots of giveaways. So there are a lot of organisations that are really generous to the things that we're doing and for the people that we're serving. And, um, you know, anything from uh, gift vouchers to legs of ham and toys galore, clothing, fill a bag, and it's nice, upcycled, beautiful clothing. And we also do a prayer room. So families can come in and we can pray for you um, if you want, which people do. And also we did like a, um, a sort of a, a wishing well. So the child can write a note to mum and dad, mum or dad because they might not be there or out yet. So they can write a note and um, they put it in there and then our team, at the end, we pray for them. So that was a cool thing that happened at one of them. And it's just another way that we can connect with the families, not we just staff, but um, our volunteers as well. It's a very practical way to do that. And there's heaps of fun. So you do these bouncy castles and all the usual things, these egg and spoon race, um, all of those things that you and I would be kind of used to doing at a family day out, um, we put all of those on as well with the help of the community that, community that we're in. So it's volunteers and all marae usually, and it's amazing. It's really cool. That sounds amazing when it's hosted at a marae. Do you find that there are families who are disconnected from their 
their culture that for for whom that's a really powerful experience? Some. Some, but not majority. So some are, yeah. And um, what I appreciate in the families, that is their appreciation. They appreciate the event so much. And, um, you know, it's a privilege for us to host something like that and bring them together. Because I think there's some whakama, there's some shame and um, guilt and embarrassment that sits with the family. So they're coming to this event and um, it's all because of Angel Tree or Prison Fellowship. And uh, we're not going to continue to let them hold that. We're just going to welcome you in as family and, you know, let, let's connect and, and walk through together. The only other programs that we run are for specifically for men or women. So we've got a men's program. It's um, Te Manurongo, which is the bird of peace. And a woman's program, Nga Manurere, which is the birds that fly. And so those are based solely on identity. And so, and out of that is um, finding uh, your purpose and um, belonging. So how do I belong? And we're really um, on language. We Belong is the word. It's not fit in because that is not a, a thing. So we, we're all about belonging to family and um calling out, you know, that gold that we see in the other people, calling it out and calling them forward. And, um, you know, supporting these men and women to take that next step. It really is all about that and not staying stuck or going backwards. So we're going to call you forward and um, support you as much as we can with whatever it is that you might need from us. I love that you're um, the whole way through all of those programs, you're talking about loving people because they're people for a start. Um, and and not judging them based on what they've done. But you're also, I guess you, you were talking about the corrections, wanting to know you went out there trying to evangelize and everything, and yet mm-hmm. you're, you're still able to operate in a way that's actually really open and honest about, you know, this is the love of Jesus that, you know, that we come with, but it's you're doing it in a very invitational way from, from what I'm hearing in that, you know, come if you want to, or, you know, there's there's this available for you if you want it, yeah. um, which is a, a non-pushy way. And I think, I guess in my experience, it's when when people see you coming with an agenda to convert them, yeah. that's when things fall apart. Yeah. And yet when you come in with the agenda to love them, that becomes a possible conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, just, I love the way that you guys are, are structuring things and, and the way that you're talking about that. What sort of difference have you seen this making for families? Um, freedom. That's the difference. So having first, having someone believe in them is huge. It's the biggest thing ever because they haven't experienced it as much as even me, as much as I have. And... Um, the freedom it gives them to know who they are, it's, it's that, and know that they're loved. And even if I think about my own journey and how Jesus changed me, I know now that he saw me before I saw him. So to know that about these families as well is, is a, a big deal, to know that um, he loves them right now before they give their life or before they declare that he's their Lord and Saviour out of their mouth or whatever it is. Mm. Like he loves them already. And so the judgment, um, it's not mine. 
you know, mm. it's not mine to carry. And um, also uh, the language we use. So um, we uh, are committed to doing away with deficit labelling language. So we purposely um, call our families family and we call them people who've experienced prison. So we don't use this this word, prisoner, we don't use it at all. So, um, and it's really important to us that we do that and keep that at the front because they are people, number one. So it's not prisoner, it's not criminal, you know, and just me saying that out loud, like I don't even like it coming out of my mouth, yeah. but um, they're people who have experienced prison and families who have experienced prison. So I'm not a prisoner, I'm not a prisoner's kid or a PK or whatever the term might be. And um, enough with the labelling already, you know. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, and I guess that helps also break some of those stereotypes, both for people who are part of these families and for people outside who are coming in to volunteer and things like that. Yeah. I think some of the, um, like the, the how we do it, is that so believing in someone, calling them forward, seeing the gold in them, um, showing them it's not this, it's not this narrow way straight to jail. There's options out there and you can access them. So we're going to believe in you and we're actually going to help you set the goals to get you where you want to get to next. You know, the systems, the systems, they're broken. Yeah, it's totally. so broken. Yeah. The so, yeah. you know, we're looking at, the end part, so people yeah. are coming out down the river kind of thing, yeah. but we're not looking at who's pushing them in, totally. and it's that, yeah. it's that part. So. Yeah. What do you see as some of the biggest stereotypes about people in prison that you just wish that society could forget about? The, the things that you hear from people outside of the prison system that you go, actually, these people are not like that. They don't see people. They don't see that they're just people. We're all just a, a person. One, they don't see um, that they're loved by Jesus today, not when they get get better or when they stop doing stuff or when they leave the gang or, you know. Um, yeah, so it, it's that simple. So um, they're people and Jesus loves them. So what is stopping you from loving them or what are you avoiding from from showing your love to to a person yeah, yeah that's all I could. yeah no that's that's beautiful um yeah I, th- I mean i i worked a number of years ago for pathway trust to do prisoner right. re- or prison reintegration and um i was working in their employment wing uh, rather than actually as the social worker but that was an experience that helped shed a whole lot of stereotypes for me um that you know, I, I I guess having never engaged on that level of going, well, these are people, it's easy to make them other, you know, that they're those, mm-hmm. those people, again, and separate them from yourself. And when I was working alongside with these guys, I realized actually they're just guys, you know, <laughs> we're just human beings working together. Uh, we had different starts in life. Um, we had different people believe in us or not and different situations that came up that have led us to wherever we've got to. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll never again say they should just get off their bums and get a job. Cause I, I've seen how hard some of these guys have worked to try and get employment 
after being in prison and yes. it's just not easy. Um, it's not that simple. And part of that is because no. we treat them as something other than people. Um, so I love that, yeah. that that's a big focus for you guys. If people want to support what you guys are doing, um, how could they go about that? And how can they find out more about Prison Fellowship Aotearoa? We make it really easy for people to support. Number one, pray. Pray for us and pray for the ministry that we've got in our hands and pray for the families that we're serving and pray for the decisions that we're making. So that would be number one. Uh, number two, financially you can give online. So if you look at hekorowaifakapono.nz, um, you'll find links in there and you can uh, support us that way. I think um, another way, I haven't really thought about it too much, but in terms of, um, what do you call it? Funding. So if there are funding opportunities that you think would benefit us, let us know. So we don't, we're not funding experts. We go after funding like every other non-profit in the country. And um, that would be helpful if someone knows about that and how to access um, funding that completely aligns with our values. So that would be a good one. And um, get involved. So get involved with Angel Tree is probably the easiest thing that you could ever do. And um, I would encourage people to do that because, like I was saying before, Angel Tree is the start. It's the start of a new thing, and we liken it to a waharoa marae. So when you when you're coming on to a marae, you gather at the waharoa or at the gate, and that's Angel Tree for us. So you gather there, and then you come through, and there's a whole other pathway for you inside once you get through. So it could be the kids camp, a teenage camp, a retreat for your parents, uh, family, camp, the carnival, could be a number of things. So, um, yeah, that's how you'd get involved. Yeah, mainly online and prayer. Or, like, we've got a um, an intercessory team in Wellington who pray for us, and they're in regular contact about what we do and how they can best support us in prayer. And they gather, I think they gather once a month or it might be more often than that, and um, so they're always asking us, like, what is your biggest need right now? Because we're going to lift that up. And as we know, prayer is powerful. And, um, yeah, prayer is really powerful. So if there's a group of you that want to do something, do that. And this group, some of them go into prisons as well. Like there are uh, a group that do a lot of um, ministry for people in prison, like it's in their whole, like everything that they are in their whole life. And they're... Um, how do you say, seasoned um, people. <laughs> so they've, you know, they've got some life experience and they've got a lot of love, a lot of love and a lot of hope as in each and every one of them in that team. And uh, we feel it, like we as a team, we know that they're praying for us and um, supporting us and cheering us on, which is really encouraging. Oh, thank you so much for talking with us today. Um love your mahi love what you're you're all about and um yeah thanks so much for helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth thank you my pleasure hello hello heaven will i hear you whisper to come This episode once again reminded me of what this is all about. Ordinary people making a difference in the world through things as simple as seeing people as people. 
taking them to pat horses, looking for ways to give mana and dignity back to people who have had it taken from them. Check out the links in the show notes if you'd like to connect with Prison Fellowship Aotearoa uh, to support them with prayer or finances or to just to keep up with uh, what's going on for them. But also, I'd encourage you to take this kōrero as another challenge to look at your own life, the spaces you inhabit, and ask yourself, where can you do little things that might make a big difference for someone else? You just might help to bring a bit of heaven down to earth too. Thanks to Strawn for all the music, and thanks to you for tuning in when you could have been doing a million other things. Next episode, I talk to a friend of mine living in Hong Kong, Andrew Gardner. We talk about his love of creative storytelling, his involvement in justice for those pushed to the margins, his struggle with not being able to have children, and his podcast, A Broken Hallelujah, an exploration of the intersect between suffering and faith. Until then, me inoi tātou. E tō mātou matua i te rangi, kia tapu tō ingoa, kia tau mai tō rangatira tanga, kia mea te tau e pai ai ki runga ki te whenua, kia rite anō ki tō te rangi. Humai kia mātou ai nei, e taroma mātou mō tēnei rā Mūro mātou hara, me mātou hoki e muru nei I o te hunga, e hara ana kia mātou Aua hoki mātou e kawea, kia whakawaia E ngari whakorangia mātou i te kino 